Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus Woods Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Linus. This is Lennis with PraiseWorks and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine. I'm so glad that you are with me today. I think that this day is an important day because we're going to be talking about an important topic, something that all of you must seriously listen to. (laughs) And that is how important it is for us to maintain a sense of humor, um, no matter what it is that we may go through. I don't know about you, but I have found that laughter has saved me so many times. I have to laugh at myself in spite of the current circumstances I find myself in. Like right now, I'm broadcasting you uh, to you as I normally do from the comfort of my prayer room, war room office. Uh, but I also have with me stacks and stacks of books and china and all this stuff that's from the other side of my house as my floors are being re, uh, replaced. <laughs> I'm getting new floors in here, which is great, but um, I'm all cluttered, and I I can barely turn around, but I've decided to find the sense of humor uh, in the situation instead of being irritated about it, and isn't that how life is? I mean, we can choose to be irritated about the situations that we're in, or we can choose to find a way to flip the script and find the joy in whatever our circumstances might be. And and that's what we're going to be talking about today with Alan Klein. He has been on our show before, and I just love his uh, approach to life. Uh, his newest book is something that has become my new pocketbook carry-around. I'm telling you, when you're standing in line at the grocery store, this is the book you pull out and you open it up and they're automatically, wherever you open it, it's going to be something that's relevant. It just seems that it's that kind of a book. The name of his book is called You Can't Ruin My Day, 52 Wake-Up Calls to Turn Any Situation Around. Now, who doesn't need this book? (laughs) 52 Wake-Up Calls to Turn Any Situation Around. Um, Alan Klein is a best-selling author of 25 books. Man, I can't even get one book done. And he is a jollycologist, and I'll let him tell you himself directly what that is. But, Alan, thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey Live today. Thank you for inviting me back. It's always so great to chat with you. It's great to chat with you, too, Alan. First of all, please educate my audience. They may not remember. What is a jollycologist? And tell us a little bit about your background and why uh, why you are a jollycologist. <laughs> well, guess what? I made that word up. Okay. <laughs> jollycologist, because I believe uh, you could be about whatever you want in your life. I mean, Certainly, if you're four foot six inches tall and you want to be a basketball player, that may not work out too well. But other than that, you know, if you set a goal, if you have a dream, um, I believe you could achieve it. And the ideas of how to do that is certainly in the book, You Can't Ruin My Day. But I I had a, a background as scenic designer for CBS television. 
And I designed all of their children's shows for 10 years. Among them was Captain Kangaroo. So when I look back at my life, what I realize is that I kind of, when I was designing that show, I had to see the world through the eyes of a child. You know, if I don't know, you're you're probably not old enough to remember that show. You're too young. But. Oh yes, I am. No, no, I am definitely old enough. I remember Captain Kangaroo. I remember his funny hair. Was that a wig? I remember his hair and um, uh, Mr. Green. Right. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So if Bunny Rabbit, if you remember, Bunny Rabbit was always trying to get carrots yes. from uh, right. Green Jeans. And there'd be a little machine that he'd trick uh, green jeans into pressing the button and the carrots would come out. I was the one that had to design that machine. So I had to think like a child. So as I'm getting older, I realize that that is my view of the world. And I think children are great and we can learn a lot from them. So I'm going along in my life and things are beautiful. I lived in New York City. I moved to San Francisco. Here a couple of years, because uh, my wife was from San Francisco, and she got a rare liver disease, primary biliary mm. cirrhosis. Mm. And she got that when she was 31 and did pass away when she was 34. And wow. needless to say, it was a very difficult time. There were no liver transplants. There was no hospice at the time. And, it was, and we had a 10-year-old daughter, and it was a very difficult time. But my wife had a great sense of humor and continued to use it even during those three years. Give you one example. She was in the hospital with a copy of Playgirl magazine with a male nude centerfold, and she says, Alan, I really (laughs) like this picture this month. Can you put it by the wall over here by the bed? And I said, Ellen, this is a hospital. (laughs) It's a little risque for that. And she said, well, maybe you're right. She said, why don't you get the leaf from the plant over there on the counter and put it on you-know-where? And I did that, and things were fine for the first day, fine for the second day. But by the third day, the leaf started shriveling up. (laughs) (laughs) And it would bring a little laughter to us. And I realized, looking back, it wasn't a lot of laughter. Linus, it was one or two seconds, three, five seconds. But it helped us rise above the situation, gave us a different perspective, gave us a little reprieve. And after she died, I went back to school. I got a master's degree in human, H-U-M-A-N, development. Mm -hmm. But my thesis was The Healing Power of Humor, which turned into my first book. And, you know, yes, there's lots of tears, and there's often tears in the situation, but it's the humor that I think can at least momentarily help us rise above the situation and get that perspective that is so needed um, in such difficult times. And why is it, do you think, based upon your research and also your life experience, that humor can be so healing? And why is it so important for us to have a sense of humor? Hmm. Great question. Um, I haven't done any of that research, but... Um, I do know that we are the only species on the planet that could actually see something and see it as funny. You know, I mean, sometimes your dog or your cat looks like they're smiling. (laughs) Um, And chimpanzees, if you tickle them, they laugh. But it's, it's this perspective, it's this vision. It's, and I think it's part of our attitude that we, we could take something 
and we could change it around. And, and you know, that's the basic premise of the book, You Can't Ruin My Day, is that there's no inherent meaning in anything, that we give a meaning to everything, that we see the world through our own eyes. I, I, I mean, there's a classic story in the book I'd like to share with your listeners. And, sure. And I think it really makes a point of how we see the world through our own eyes. And it's an old story about two um, shoe salesmen that were sent to a remote part of the world. And um, they get there, they want to sell shoes, and one sends back a note saying, I'm not going to be able to sell any shoes here. Everyone that lives here is barefoot. They don't wear shoes. And the other salesman sends back a note saying, great opportunity to sell lots of shoes. Nobody has any. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. You kind of flipped the script. And that makes me wonder sometimes, why is it that we seem so hell-bent on looking at things from a negative perspective? What are your thoughts about that? Why do we seem to get stuck into the negative Well, actually, it's it's interesting you ask that question because I was reading some research not too long ago that says it stems way, way back to caveman times when there was so much danger, you know, wild animals, caves falling in, rock slides, trees falling over, you know, hunting for your food, um, getting bit by a snake. It was just like, it was awful. And so we were... We were prone to look for the negative. We had to mm-hmm. to survive. And because mm-hmm. of that, a little piece of that is still within us, and we're still like looking for the negative or attracted to the negative or focus on the negative. So my point is we really have to make an effort, perhaps, to focus on the positive, because in my, in my view of the world, there is positive in everything, but... You know, it doesn't seem that way some days, but that there is good, there's abundance in the world, there is joy in the world, but often we either put blinders on or we get so stressed out that we don't see it even when it's there. And I agree with you. A lot of times it's all in our perspective. It's not to say that bad things don't happen because they do, uh, but it's all in how you can, uh, how you perceive it. And also, it's also about are you willing to take the challenge to flip the script and find something positive out of any situation. And that's kind of what you've done. I'm going to ask you, you know, you have the um, the book in uh, four parts, or actually six parts. You have the start up, then you have part one, wake up, part two, wise up, part three, grow up, part four, crack up, part five, wrap up, and then at the end, wind up. Why did you break down your book that way? What was the purpose of that? Do you know, this book took about two and a half years to write, and in about a year into it, I got really stuck. I, I, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't fitting together. I liked all the ideas in it. I liked what I was writing, but one thing didn't flow into the other, and the, actually the, the structure of the book didn't seem right. When I'm writing, by the way, if I get a gut feeling that that's right, you know, that's perfect, that's what I'm trying to do, then I know it's right. So that wasn't coming. And I showed it to one of my former agents, and he said, Alan, you know, you're the world's only jollytologist. You wrote The Healing Power of Humor, and you have very little humor in this book. And so that's (laughs) when I realized I needed each of the 52 wake-up calls. 
I needed a lighten up section. I needed a funny thing with each of those ideas. So then I got lighten up and I thought, well, rather than calling these ideas, why don't I use another up word, um, wake up calls, you know, kind of things that hit us over the head and say, wake up, pay attention, because that's what these ideas are. So there was lighten up and there was wake up. So I thought, okay, so the wake up call tells people what I'm talking about, the idea of how to not let anything ruin their day. The lighten up will help them lighten up about it, but how about something to help them actually go do what I'm talking about? So that's follow-up. So right, each of the sections right. had to wake up, follow-up, and lighten up. Yes. <laughs> so suddenly yes, then great. I go, okay, how do I, how do I put all that together? And that's how that is five sections you just read with all the up words. Right. And, of course, there's start up and end up for the beginning and the end of the book. Suddenly the book took a shape that I really loved, and, and that's what was published. Well, I have to tell you, one of my very first or my, my very uh, favorite section or um, uh, wake-up call in the book was the very first one. It just so happens. When I get books, I get books from authors all the time. And I usually ask that little inner voice to guide me to whatever it is I'm supposed to read. I very rarely start in the front. I usually look at the table of contents and I look at the back and I say, okay, what am I supposed to read? And this is where it opened up to the first page, which most books almost never do. And mm-hmm. it was change the channel. And, Alan, on that particular day, I really did need to change the channel. That's my favorite wake-up call. Can you talk about that a little bit, about changing the channel? Right. Well, basically what I'm saying, you know, and I talk about like Shirley MacLaine, uh, I, I love quotations. You know, you know, I think you interviewed me on one of my quotation books. So I love to yes. open each section with a quotation. I love what she says. She says, I think of life itself now as a wonderful play that I've written for myself. And so my purpose is to have the utmost fun playing my part. So I realize that if something is not going well, just like I talked about kids and how I love kids and think we can learn a lot, they play a lot. So you could always change the channel and play in your mind. You know, you you can um, make believe. <laughs> Who says you can't do that as an adult? And so you can you can say, well, you know, instead of um, not having a great time, just like Shirley MacLaine said. Have your intention, and that's another one of the wake-up calls, intend to have a great time today. When you wake up, intend not to let anything um, upset you. Intend to have a great relationship or before you go to a meeting that you're going to have a great meeting or you're going to have a great drive to work. Or I, I mean, so when things happen, you realize, hey, I can change the channel. I don't have to get stuck here. I could see it differently. Absolutely. And I, I and for me on that particular day I needed to change the channel. So I did. In fact one of the things I do when I change the channel, I do a lot with visualization. I can close my eyes and go to my special place. Sometimes I can't close my eyes when I'm driving, can't do that. But I can go to that special place that gives me a sense of calmness and peace and joy and remove myself. Uh, from situations that don't serve me well. I've had to learn how to do that. And I've had to learn to uh, not let the outer circumstances always dictate how I feel about my day and, and what I'm going through. Uh, one of the other ones I liked a lot was stop struggling. 
that's the wake up call mm. 16. Tell us a little bit about that. I like that one a lot too. Oh, that's amazing. For me, I have such a personal great story about that. This book and the seven others that this publisher of Viva Editions published came out of me not struggling. And so I think that's so important because even when I'm writing, if I'm struggling too much, I need to get away from it. And often when I get away from it, that's when I get clarity about it. I go walk the dog. I go do something else for 10 minutes. Um, but back to the, back to the, how I found this publisher, Random House originally published um, seven of my quotation books. And then they were cost-cutting and they closed their doors and um, even though they had sold 400,000 copies, they stopped printing them. And I got the rights back, and for a year and a half, I struggled, struggled every day almost, contacting other publishers, looking them up online, you know, writing them, calling them. Nobody wanted to reprint these books, even though they were very successful. So I thought, I'm going to stop struggling I'm going to, um, I belong to unity and we talk about letting go and letting God. So I, I believe, you know, some of your listeners not, might not believe in God, but just let it go. You know, so I thought I'm going to let it go. I'm going to stop struggling. I'm going to let the universe direct me what I should do with these books. So I put a sign above my computer that I saw every single moment of every time I was at the computer. And it said, which is a lot. And it said, the perfect publisher will find me. Yes. I was, I was going to stop struggling and put, and I was going to believe in that the perfect publisher will find me. A couple of months later, I go to a, a publicist meeting, the people who publicize um, authors' books, and I overhear two women say, we have a very successful publishing company, but we're starting a new division and we are looking for uplifting, motivational, inspirational books. <laughs> and I went over to them and I said, I have seven books just like that. They were successful. They were printed by, published by Random House, but they're no longer published. And they said, well, send us the books. And they gave me their card. And this was the first miracle of letting uh, the perfect publisher find me. I looked at their card they were five blocks away from where I live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my I had goodness. been passing them a lot of, you know, several times and never knew there was a publisher at that office. So I took the books over, and they published one or two, and then they got too, um, too big for their little office near me, so they moved to another bigger location and had this huge party and invited me. And I walk in the door, and this woman comes up to me. She said, you don't know me, but I own this company. I'm really glad you're with us. Um, I live in London now. It's why you haven't seen me around. She said, but I've known you for 10 years. And I said, know me for 10 years? How do you know me? She said, I used to live across the street from you for that long and saw your walk, your dog, every single day. The perfect publisher found me. Oh, my goodness. And this is the latest book they published. Wow. Did she know that you were an author when she lived across the street from you? I don't think so. Um, I didn't know she was a publisher. Um, 
So, Amazing serendipity. Wow. Yeah, so sometimes I think, you know, because I believe when we're struggling, we are putting out this negative energy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're like pushing things away when you're struggling. I'm not saying not do what you want to do in your dreams and, and go after some of those, but if it's, if it's, if it's um, you know, getting you down too much because it's not working, maybe it's time to leave it alone for a while and go in a different direction or, or put out more positive energy. Um, yeah, I agree I think with you we, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, such I a simple idea, but it's hard for people to grasp, I think. Well, I know as an entrepreneur, that is something that I have to do all the time. I'm getting better at it. I, you know, this is a faith-based business, a faith-based broadcast, so I'm, the majority of my listeners believe in some kind of supreme being. And I absolutely do believe in the concept of being the church, let go and let God, because after a while, you have to take yourself out of it and put him in it, especially when mm-hmm. you're not getting the results that you feel you should be getting. And because we are humans, and because we're independent and driven and want what we want, it's sometimes difficult to let it go. But I have mm. learned just something as small as, that, you know, nothing I seem to be posting seems to resonate, be resonating. No one seems to be reading it. It just doesn't seem to be working. So I'm just like, okay, forget it. I go off for the weekend, don't look at my social media or answer phone calls or do any work on the Internet at all, come back on Monday morning, and my numbers have gone up. How can that be? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm like, I, I didn't post one thing that doesn't make you think I should be absent more often. But when I came back, I was refreshed. I was able to celebrate that increase. Before, if I had stayed in it and increased, I probably would say, oh, that's not enough. How come it's not more? But instead, I was grateful. I believe that when you put, when you get away and allow yourself to be around positive energy, positive things just start happening. I agree with you. It's, 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 I know. It sounds, you know, that. I live in California, so people are, oh, it's kind of woo-woo thinking, you know. But <laughs> over and over in my life, I have seen it. You know, I've seen it with my writing. I've seen it in so many other ways, you know. I, I'm struggling with a paragraph, and I'll go walk my dog, or I'll, you know, leave it till the next day. And in the shower the next morning, suddenly the solution or what I'm, you know, the net, what the next page should be in the book or over and over, you know, I have just seen that the struggle doesn't doesn't isn't beneficial. Yes, absolutely. And being able to move past whatever it is that you're not accomplishing, and, I, and it's very difficult to do that if you are in a negative frame of mind. If you're able to find the good in the situation and maintain a sense of humor, everything just kind of lightens up a little bit. I, I love what you talk about. Um, uh, give what you want to get back. Uh, talk about that a little bit. I, I like that chapter too. Oh wow, that that too I have seen <laughs> so often in my life. And and uh, one example of, of one of the happiest people I've ever known in my life is my aunt, no longer with us. But this was during World War II. She was divorced. She was struck, you know, having difficulty raising two kids. She worked for the Brooklyn Navy Yard, so she'd be gone all day. But she was one of the most giving, happy people I know. If if somebody in her apartment building was pregnant, immediately she would take out her knitting needles and start knitting a sweater or a blanket. If she found out it was somebody's birthday or anniversary, she would start to bake some cookies. It wasn't a lot, you know, but she would just give of herself. She didn't have a lot, 
but she would just mm-hmm. give whatever she could, and she was so happy. You know, and there are mm-hmm. studies that show that people who volunteer actually live longer. <laughs> so it's kind of yes. beneficial to to um, to give. Um, yes, and I've just seen, you know, yeah, when I give, I you know, saying. like with my writing and stuff, um, the the emails I get back, how it's my words have saved uh, uh, someone's life. One woman wrote me a two page letter saying one of the quote books she read, she found a quote about taking back her power. And and she said she found one quote in the book. It was by Dale Carnegie. It's kind of a sad story. She said when she was 15 years old, she was raped um, twice, actually. And she said for 55 years, she never told anyone about it. And she was so angry for 55 years. And then she talked about finding this quote and taking back her power and finally, finally, after 55 years, getting on with her life. Wow, that is so powerful. You know, when I'm writing, it's sometimes difficult, sometimes is, is hard, but I realize if I can just give my talent to the world, you know, how it could help people, and this woman was an example of that. Yes, I, I love one of your other books called Always Look on the Bright Side, celebrating each day right. to its fullest. And that book is full of quotes, too, and optimism. And, you know, it's something that the world really needs right now because I feel like we take uh, so much time looking at reality shows, gossip shows, and uh, a lot of those things are steeped in negativity and are glorifying issues that are making people miserable. And we're sitting there watching I may be feeling good about ourselves, thinking, oh, gosh, at least that's not happening to me. But I really don't think that is really carrying on how the universe is supposed to be, which is supposed to be loving and kind and, and sincere and caring for one another. And you just don't see a lot of that. So when you run across a book like this, it, it kind of gives you hope that, okay, there's something positive that I can read or something positive that I can do. And I, I wanted to, to, to ask you to talk about one more thing, and that was putting it in perspective. You kind of hit on that earlier today, but what made you include that as a wake up as wake up call number twelve? Put it in perspective. Well, because um, <laughs> you know we we think we're the world, you know we're not. Um, look at the stars. How many millions of stars in our galaxy? You know how many people in this world? How many um, how many people that are hungry that maybe we need to do something about? I mean, just. We do, as I said before, you know, we see everything through our own eyes. So we need to put it in perspective that we are just one person, that we are all connected. I mean, just if you think about the air we're breathing, it's, you know, we're breathing the same air that gets circulated and, and moved around the world. Um, we are connected on so many levels. Um, and so we need to put that in perspective and not realize that, you know, it's us, uh, me, 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 me. <laughs> it's right, not right, all about me. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So put it, and that's, you know, humor. If you can find some humor in the situation, then say you're stuck in a traffic jam, you might be able to lighten up and, and put it in perspective if, if you can... Um, like maybe you were going to a meeting that you didn't really want to go to, and now you have a really good excuse why you're late or not going because of the traffic jam. Okay, a little right. bit of lightening up. Uh, you put it in perspective. 
And, and when you wrote this book, um, what was it that you wanted people to walk away from? What is it the message that you want to send them ultimately? Well, first of all, I should tell you, do we have time for me to share how I um, came about writing yes. this book? Because I don't think I've shared that. Because <laughs> yes. I, I didn't really have this book in mind, but it kind of um, came to me again, like stop struggling. And um, it was a Saturday morning. I was on my way to the gym. I had just seen the Broadway musical Billy Elliot, which I loved, and bought the album, and it's in my car, and I'm driving along, and I'm going through this tunnel in San Francisco, and on one side of the tunnel, the speed limit's 35 miles an hour, and as soon as you get through it, it changes to 25, and I didn't see the sign because I'm singing away and happy, and I'm being pulled over for a speeding ticket, doing 42 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. And I got the ticket, and I got to my gym, and I'm still singing, and I'm telling people I just got a speeding ticket, and they go, you know, you, you're going to have to pay a big fine. You're going to have to take the test. You know, How could you be happy about this? And I said, I'm not going to let that policeman or that ticket ruin my day. And I realized at that moment, like this light bulb went off, <laughs> that how often we give away our power to something else or to other people and we let them ruin our day or like that woman I I mentioned that was raped as a teenager basically ruined her life by giving away her power and so that um, we need to take back our power and not let anything or anybody ruin our day and that's when I started to come up with ideas of how people could do that. And I, I I love that. I love that, the reason why you wrote that, because you're right. So many times we give away our power. One thing happens, and we take that, and it just defines the whole day. Or in some cases, right. we allow it to define us and who we are. And, right. uh, I and if that. we're... If we're at work or with our family, it will often ruin their day because then you're angry or upset about something. And so that will rub off on someone else. And it, it's like that pebble in the pond, you know, that keeps going. Uh, right. It's, so, uh, you know, so the, you asked about the basic premise of the book is that there's no inherent meaning to anything. We see it all through our eyes. But I think the if there was one word that I think people need to remember after they read the book is they have a choice. You always have a choice. You could see a situation in any way you want. You have that choice. And uh, so that, you know, we talked about changing your channel. You have the choice. Are you going to look at this as something positive or negative? Happy or unhappy? Um, you know, you can just... Go on and on, but it's it's um, your choice. Basic basic premise, basic word is choice. You have a choice. I, I love that, and you do have a choice. Sometimes people feel they have no control. They can't control this. They can't control that. And you may not be able to control your environment. You may not be able to control other people, but you can certainly control your thoughts, the things that you tell yourself, the things that you ponder on, the things that you like impact your day, you can control that. It's all about your perspective. And that's why I like your book so much. For, for those who want to buy your book, You Can't Ruin My Day, 52 Wake Up Calls to Turn Any Situation Around, uh, where should they go, Alan? 
Well, they can go to my website, www.allenkline.com, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N.com, or any of the major online booksellers like Amazon. Uh, what is today? Oh, it just came out in, um, I think today or tomorrow. No, I think today it came out in an audio book format. It's also okay. in Kindle, in Nook. Um <laughs> So, you know, the book you have in your hand. Uh, so there's various formats if people want to read it in different ways. Amazon Fantastic. has all of those. Yes, Amazon does. In fact, if you happen to be on your show page, on the show page through your iPhone or your iPad or your PC or whatever you might be listening to the show through, you can click on Alan's name there, and it will take you directly to his site and also all of the wonderful books he has written, 25 books including You Can't Ruin My Day, 52 Wake-Up Calls to Turn Any Situation Around. Alan, thank you so much for being on the wellness journey today. It's always a delight to have you, and you always leave me with a good feeling. <laughs> well, it was a delight to be here and uh, really enjoyed to chat with you. Thank you. You're welcome. That's Alan Klein, who came by to visit us, uh, talking about his newest book out of 25 books, you Can't Ruin My Day, 52 Wake-Up Calls to Turn Any Situation Around. And, again, you can go and click on his name, Alan Klein, that will take you directly to his website to purchase from him. But you can go to all of the uh, major online books like Kindle and Amazon to get this book and all the other 25 books. They are great. I have four of his books, I believe. And this one is probably one of my favorites because at the time when I opened up the book, it was so relevant to what I was going through at the time. And isn't that all what life is about? You know, sometimes along our journey to wellness, we get a chance to find these tips and these tools and techniques that we can use to aid us, like Alan's book. And it's all about the choice, as he said, that you make to take advantage of those tips, tools, and techniques and to kind of ignore them and continue down that journey being miserable and unwell. But here at the wellness journey, we really want to see you be well and to thrive in your mind, body, and spirit. Don't forget to visit me on my website, praiseworks.biz, and follow me on Twitter, at PraiseWorks. And don't forget to check out my live Periscope broadcast. This is a new medium where I get a chance to broadcast daily live. And you can see me on your phone. Just download the Periscope app and look for PraiseWorks. And I usually go on between... Oh, 7.30 and 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and I share uh, just, you know, wellness tips for women over 40 and all the people who love them, as well as affirmations to help you start your day and get you through your day. Thanks a lot for joining me on this broadcast of Wellness Journey um, um, Live. And for those of you who want to talk more about humor and laughter and how it can help us uh, be well, uh, go over to Blab. It's B-L-A-B dot I-M, blab dot I-M, and look for me, praise works. And we're talking with Brittany Hiller, who is a yoga expert and a laughter yoga expert. We're going to be talking about laughter and yoga and all things that can make you well for your mind, body, and spirit. This is Lennis from Praise Works Health and Wellness and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lennis Woods Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirits.